Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Hi, I'm calling about Callaway Golf, ticker symbol ELY. I'm looking to add a position to it. I know they have a lot of debt, but with the acquisition of Top Golf, I just really like it as a long-term play. And provides unbiased answers. I think the I think the fair value is closer to the, you know, in the teens, the mid to upper teens. And it's just at $29 a share. It's just too expensive. It's a good solid company. Has a little bit more debt than I'm comfortable with. Invest Talk. Over 31 million downloads and counting. So I was wondering what you think about Archer Daniels Midland and what would be a good price to to get in. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Invest Talk, and it is Monday, April 26, 2021. Justin's feeling a little under the weather, so I'm doing this stepping in for him. And on today's program and the podcast, uh, we always operate with the same mission statement independent thinking and shared success. And of course, I do that because I want to assure you that I'm going to give you the best facts that I can the straight, honest answers to all your questions, anything financial we'll talk about. Uh, and you get to drive the show. You get to tell me what you want to talk about. As long as it's in the financial area, be happy to. So everything I talk about, stocks, bonds, IRAs, I'll give you the, my best knowledge. Now, I'll warn you that some things um, I don't have, is, you know, if you're going to ask about a stock, I can, I'm pretty much can give you that answer without any reservations. But other things, if there's changes in the law, that's why you'll hear me all the time saying, well, maybe you need to check with your CPA, your certified public account. I'm not, that's not my area. But I'll try to give you as much information as I can. I'm Steve Peasley, and of course, I encourage you to give me a call right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART. We're always live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. That's when we're live on the radio station, and then we podcast this, we post it right after the show on the podcast. So, And we're live also on investtalk.com. If you ever want to go there, you can, lift, you can listen to the show live on your computer or your telephone, or wherever you can. Okay, and whenever you want to. So let's go ahead and get started. I'd like to start right away. Let's go to a voicemail question. Hi, I'm calling about Callaway Golf, ticker symbol ELY. I'm looking to add a position to it. I know they have a lot of debt, but with the acquisition of Top Golf, I just really like it as a long-term play. Maybe uh, check out the technical uh, analysis chart, see what that's looking like. Thank you for your time. Bye. Okay, Call- Callaway Golf Company been around a while. Makes golf clubs, including irons, drivers, fairway woods, golf balls, and other accessories. You know, sold worldwide. They are a $5.3 billion company. Their stock is at $29.21, and they're going to make $0.16 cents next year. Actually, let me rephrase that. Yeah, they make $0.16 cents next year. They're going to lose $0.39 cents this year. Last year, they made $0.67. Cents. year before, $1.10. So the sales have been recently increasing, so probably from the purchase. But it's a very expensive stock. It's a very expensive stock right now. Uh, 
I, I think that I think the fair value is closer to the you know in the teens, the mid to upper teens, and it's just at twenty nine dollars a share. It's just too expensive. It's a good solid company, has a little bit more debt than I'm comfortable with, and the return on equity is only nine percent, and I'd like those to be in the teens. So there's not a lot here for me that I would buy it. Just so you know, okay. This is Investoc, and I know that your, you know, your successful financial future requires you, you stay invested. How do you think Warren Buffett made all that money? He didn't try to get out and get in and get out. You can't time the market. It's impossible. You stay with the market. Do you, do, do you make changes? Yes. Do you ever sell? Yes. Warren Buffett sold all his airline stocks during the COVID pandemic. He sold them all. So, you know, he sells. So, but, you know, I'm going to provide information strategies to help you make those kinds of decisions. I am ready. I'm here. Give me a call. You can call Talk anytime you want to, but we're live right now, 888-99-CHART. Today's trivia question concerns earning power, classifications in three different states, and you in the middle class. What about that? That trivia question is coming up at the halfway point, by the way. So how did the market do today? Well, the Dow was up 62, I mean, down 62 points, and the NASDAQ was up 122, and the S&P up 7. So the broader market was up. The earnings numbers were pretty darn good. Even though, did you see Tesla's, when they reported numbers, the stock took a dive, and the numbers were great for Tesla. So, you know, the market took a dive. Uh, I, I guarantee it's a buy the rumors, sell the news I mean, the news wasn't great. They expected it to be great. They were better than they expected even. But there were some doubts about, you know, problems with, you know, safety issues in the car. You know, you had one that caught on fire just recently. It's always, it's always something to worry about, right? There's always something. So we're heading into a quick break. We are staging a live call right now. So hang on. The phone lines are always open. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Look at the calendar. We're already moving through the second quarter. The market has been interesting. And serious investors need to bring their best game. Invest Talk is here to help. The phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART. Okay, 888-99-CHART. We're going to talk, take a live call right now. We're going to talk to Jordan in Dana Point. Jordan. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. I have a question about Redfin. Um, I bought it. A while ago, when oh, uh, done well. pandemic was, yeah, yeah, it's done well, and then it's been dipping down the last month. Uh, so I'm wondering if I should kind of just take my losses and invest it somewhere else, or if you think it's going to go back up. So if you invested for a while ago, you should have profits, not losses. Yeah, huh? I'm just saying the last uh, like oh, okay, month oh, okay, down. Uh, okay, okay, because so. yeah, it, I see what you're saying. Okay, so. Um, yeah, it actually had a pretty good day today. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did. So I'm kind of wondering if it's going to run more or or okay. what. 
The high was $98.84. It's at $71.85. Now, what justified that high? Well, it did have pretty good solid growth in sales numbers, and earnings went from negative to positive two cents this year, positive 39 cents next year. So it's Redfin Corporation, everybody. RDFN provides a residential real estate database and brokerage services in 95 markets in the United States and Canada. Yeah, my personal belief is you probably should take your profits and run. Why? Because it's probably peaked. The housing market's probably peaked. It may stay up there high, but I think the price of this stock is already built for that high expectation. So it's already built in. They already had the big run. I, I think I would probably take it and leave. Thirty-nine cents is not worth thirty-nine cents worth of earnings is not worth seventy-one dollars. Okay, so you're betting on growth. Well, the growth is slowing. Sales growth is slowing the last three quarters. I mean, it's still growing, but not like it used to be. Probably time to leave. Thanks for the call, Jordan. I appreciate it. My focus point today concerns this question: What are the ten best and basic rules that help Warren Buffett make $100 billion. Ten. His basic rules. I'll go through some of them. I don't know if we can go through all of them. Because, you know, Warren Buffett is a Berkshire Hathaway company's best investment investor in the world, has been for years and decades. So, you know, we got to, I always pay attention when he has thought something to say. I really do. Other topics we might just get, get to. Uh, durable goods report came out today. It was decent. Not spectacular, but pretty decent. Um, did, did you hear about the, what's happening in colleges these days? Many colleges don't require testing. You know, those old SAT and all those tests that we used to have to take? Many of them are doing away with it in this COVID era. We'll talk about that. And did you see what GameStop did? Bet you many of you don't know what they did. I think they did something smart, but I still don't think the business has a... It's got to find a new model. Be successful, it's got to find a new model. But maybe if they produce enough money, they can find that model. So those are things I'm going to talk about. So let's keep going and get back to Talk Voice Bank for a call that came in earlier from Southern California. Hi, Justin C. This is Christian from Long Beach, California. I uh, love the podcast. I'm calling on ticker simple IBM. I wanted to go ahead and put it into my Roth IRA. Um, really like the dividend. Just want to get your analysis on it and kind of a, a deeper analysis on it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. IBM, IBM International Business Machines. That's their name. IBM is their symbol, and everybody calls them IBM. IBM, not International Business Machines, provides IT consulting services and computer hardware and software for institutions worldwide. I remember when they just did one thing. They made big computers. That's it. But they're in the software and consulting business, which is very helpful for their bottom line. Anyway, so we're going to make uh, $10.92 this year after making $8.67 last year. Next year, they're going to go to twelve oh five. 12.05. Now, they have made up to $16 per year back in 2014. So, and the stock was 199 then. It's $141 today. At $12.05, 
I think it's fairly priced. I mean, that, that's about as best you're going to compete. So you don't get from IBM. You do not buy this for growth because it doesn't have any. But you do buy it for the dividend, 4.6%. That's the dividend. So um, they have some debt. They have a great return on equity, 38%. So as long as you're buying it for the dividend, I'm okay with it. Um, let me see if we see what's a better price to get in at. And I see it just broke up above resistance about 135, 137, not that long ago. And over the last year, that's where the resistance was, 135 or so. So it's now 141. So you buy it now or you wait for a pullback. That's your two choices. It will pay that dividend. The dividend is secure. Okay, so can we get to one more question before the break? I think we can. Let's try. I wanted to see what you thought about stock PaySafe, P-S-F-E. They recently IPO'd through SPAC, and I kind of like the space they're in in the gambling and gaming industry. Just wanted to see your thoughts. Thanks. Okay, it's a brand new IPO, meaning it's less than a year old. It came out in what? Uh, late, uh, let's see if I can get the exact date. Um, yeah. September, October, right beginning October, they came out. So they're so new. It, I, I, I always stay away from brand new companies. Now they're going to make nine cents this year and twenty five cents next year. It's a thirteen dollar ninety five cent stock. So you can tell it's pretty expensive. It's a UK based provider of payment processing, digital wallet, and online cash solutions. PaySafe, E S F E. So there's a lot. Of in that space is Square, Discovery Financial, Allianz Data. There's a lot of there's a lot of competition in that area, and there's a lot of growth area. It's not something for me, and I always you know it's too new. Remember, insiders can sell six months after six months after the IPO. Sellers get to sell their shares. I mean, the owners do. The founders get to sell some of their shares. They can then realize some profits. And usually, the stock is going to be below its IPO price at that time. Pretty common. Okay? 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. You're listening to Invest Talk. You know, I got some... Uh, the, the durable goods report came out today, and it was up five-tenths of one percent after being down the month before. This is, this is for, you know, we're in April, so this is for March. So in February, it was down. Core capital goods was up almost one percent, nine-tenths of one percent. So that was a pretty good number, okay? Not great, but pretty good, and I think the numbers are just going to get better. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for investors, the need to remain vigilant never ceases, never is. You can never take your eye off the ball, not even when you're coming and investing. So that doesn't mean you trade all that much, but you make sure you understand what your companies are doing. So if you want to ask some questions, anything financial, I'm here. We are live, 888-99-CHART. And I've got a question about warrant shares. I think that's the right term. Got a question for Steve or Justin? 888-99-CHART. Steve and Justin have recorded a special bonus podcast. It's a fast-paced learning podcast for the average investor. 
It's free, so be sure to tell your friends. It can be downloaded now at iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and investtalk.com. Look for Rapid Fire Hour. 888-99-CHART. We're going to go talk to uh, Zachary in Oakland. Zachary. Hi, how's it going? Are you there? Good. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. Um, I was just wondering about the new craze over stock ticker symbol MVIS, Microvisions. And um, uh-huh. I think it's the new Wall Street Bets target, and I wanted to know what you think of that. Okay, Microvision is kind of a, a – it's not a brand-new company. It's been around for a number of years. But it's developing – that was, that's the important part, developing. It hasn't developed. It's developing display, a new display technology for use in high-resolution uh, a resolution miniature laser display imaging engines. Okay? So I, I don't know a lot about that. I don't. Um, but we can take a look at the numbers. They haven't made money, never made money. It's a $4 billion company, and they're losing money. They've been losing money for years. Sales last quarter were $400,000 for one quarter. So we're talking about one $1.3 yeah, oh, oh, uh, for a $4 billion company, that tells you how expensive that is. Ca- has negative cash flow. They don't have a lot of debt, which is good, because, you know, they're, they're burning money through the stocks. Okay, that's what, that's what they're using. They sell, they, they're selling stock so they can produce more money and use it for their research and development. And, you know, it looks like some people are believing that they're going to have a product here soon, something big. Uh, because stock has run up from less than a dollar, I mean, less than, what, 20 cents back uh, last at the COVID low, to now it's $26.43. So it's a huge run up. Now, can it continue that? No. It's way overvalued now. Uh, they don't have, they don't have, they, they haven't made money and they're not going to make money this year. So it's difficult to say what this company's worth. I mean, what's that worth? Obviously, if you look at the stock, you'll see some skyrocketing numbers here in recent days. So the price has skyrocketed. So something's happening out there that convinced people that they have a real product and it's going to be a big one. So, Zachary, I wouldn't chase it if I don't own it. Do you own it? I do own it. Okay, good for you. So your concern is, what's that news? And they're actually going to come out with a big product. And should I... Take profits. If you if you doubled your money on this stock, I definitely would take some off the table. But keep it if you think it's going to do well, but take some off the table. Put some in your pocket. Appreciate the call, Zachary. Thank you. That was MVIS, Microvision Inc. My focus point today concerns this question. What are the 10 best rules, best rules, that help Warren Buffett make $100 billion? Okay, these are his best rules. What do you think they are? I, I looked at them, and well, it's nice. I know that I use some of them. Don't use all of them, unfortunately, or else maybe I'd be a $100 billion area. Anyways, number one, it all starts with good communication. So I'm not sure if I have the greatest communication, what he's referring to. 
You know, when you pick stocks to try to be rich, you have to have good communication skills. Well, what does that mean exactly? So, I don't know. Two, look forward, not in the past. Now, I know that, that's for sure. Talked about that many times on the show here. You don't invest, you can look in through the rearview mirror or in the back, wind, uh, back window of a car, you look through the where the car is going, through the windshield. Look forward, not backward. Number three, when investing, innovate. Don't follow. And this one is don't follow the herd is what he's referring to. You think outside the box. Think that doesn't mean you just buy stuff that doesn't make money or anything. Just don't follow the herd. Number four, live frugally. Now, I don't think that helped him become a billionaire, but it does help an average schmo like me live well within his means. Therefore, I can, you know, I put away a lot of money aside for my retirement date. Number six, know when to fold them. Means know when to sell. And number seven, think long term. He buys a stock with the intention of never selling it. That was, that's his ideal. Long term. You think in those terms? Never invest borrowed money. Don't borrow money to invest. Don't go on margin. Don't, you know, only money that you can well afford to lose do you expose that to market, to the market. Dividends are key to long-term growth. And number 10, remember, anything is possible. So those are his rules. Right? His, I don't know, stuff that he lives by. Let's put it that way, I suppose. Okay, okay we're talking about financial freedom on this podcast because our listeners are investors working to build that financial freedom over long term. But do you ever think about what kind of earnings it takes to classify your employment job income as middle class? How about, do you know what middle class, how much money middle class equates to? The number changes from state to state. So let's go to break. Here's my trivia question. What do you suppose considered, what do you suppose is considered middle class income in each of these states? What dollar range I'm talking about? California, Florida, Missouri. As a break, I'll supply the answer, but for now, the phone line is open. I encourage you to call 888-99-CHART. From sunrise to sunset. Have a question about gold and silver. From dusk till dawn. So I'm wondering what y'all think. The questions keep coming. I have a question about symbol STLD. From down the street, around the corner, and across the country. Hello, uh, Steve Justin uh, Milani here from Bay Area. This is Curtis from Alabama. Hi, Steve. This is Gary from Massachusetts. Invest Talk listeners have one objective financial freedom. Your opinion on Costco. How they get there and when they get there is up to them. I have started investing. But Steve Peasley and Justin Klein can help improve their strategy with unbiased investing guidance. I really enjoy the podcast. I think I'm finally starting to understand the the language and what to look for. Thank you very much. Listen live or download the podcast investtalk.com. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? 
Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Okay, we had a trivia we had a trivia question before the before the break. What is considered middle class? Now, it might take more money than you think to reach this income tier. The Pew Research Center defined middle class or middle income households as those with incomes that are from two-thirds to double the U.S. median household income. That's how they defined it. However, because the cost of living and average income varies from state to state, it varies from state to state and can be widely varying. So using Pew's definition of middle class, in California, middle class income range for a single person is $50,000 to $149,000. So you're telling me, $50,000 to $150,000, I'm just rounding off, 100000 space in there between is middle class. That's pretty wide. And that's for a two-person family. Three-person family, 54000 to 163, And a four-person family, 62000 to 187000 In Florida, same groupings, two people, thirty-nine to 118 For three people, forty-three to 129 For four people, 51000 to 154000 Missouri, which would probably be fairly low, but it's not as low as Florida. Two person, $40,137 to $119,000. So remember, the two person in Florida was $39,789, so a little bit lower. But the upper bracket is a little bit higher in in Missouri. Missouri, a three person family, $47,000 to $140,000. Four person, $56,000 to $170,000. Okay, so now remember, you're talking about income into the household. So both of you are working, you add them together. Let's go to Daniel in Colorado. How are you doing, Daniel? Hello? Can you hear me? Yes, hi. Yes. Hi, yeah. Hey, Steve. Um, last week I heard you talking about commodities, and you, and you were saying that you thought they were going to do really well here. Uh, going forward. So I was wondering what you think about Archer Daniels Midland and what would be a good price to, to get in? Okay. Yeah, I think we're in a commodity super cycle. I've mentioned that a couple of times. I think for like the next 10 years, commodities are going to be doing very well over that period of time. They've already started to move. And as you can see, even ADM, Archer Daniels Midland, they've moved. Um, so it's up at uh, what? Uh, $59.98, so 60 bucks a share when it was 30 bucks during the COVID fall. So uh, they make money. They've made money forever. You know, they, they're, they're big, a $33 billion company. So there's not a lot of growth. They pay a 2.5% dividend. Um, they're going to make $3.97 next year, which is, you know, 2% higher than this year, which is 8% higher than, than last year. So and it's a sixty dollars stock. So it's not necessarily a cheap stock at this point. It's kind of in the upper part of its range, P around seventeen, eighteen or so. 
So I probably would want to see a pullback, and then I'd probably get in. It's because it's it's moved up. You've seen it. It's moved up very steadily over the over the last year or so. So it's a good, solid company. It's a company that I would want to own. You just got to try to buy it right. That's about it. You can buy it today and just hold on to it, and you'll probably be fine. But I, I would wait for you know, some kind of pullback. Daniel, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Sarah in the Bay Area. Sarah. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. Thank uh, you for the call. I, I, uh, great. I just started listening to your station this last week. Interesting. I really like it, and I like that it's uh, – a lot of Thank what's you. happening in the world here, so that's good. Um, you. you always get different people's advice. Always is great. Um, I had a question. I was an employee, so I did dollar cost averaging. Every week you bought stock of HP, Hewlett Packard, HPQ, HPE. Yeah, fifty to one hundred thousand dollars just sitting there. It really hasn't cut. Certainly isn't an IBM or Tesla or what, and it's frustrating. Um, when you kind of sell, they make you pay for you know, per share sort of that you, company share, whatever that you, you know, kind of bought. But uh-huh. I really think, you know, what what are your thoughts of stick it out, maybe take half of it and run or putting into something else? What do you think? It, it is sort of an emotion, you know, you work there, you know, 30 years or whatever, but obviously uh, maybe it's time to move on. Okay, yeah, HP, uh, HPQ is a symbol provides technology, software solutions, and services to small and medium-sized businesses and large enterprises. Uh, make th- make, they have made money forever, okay? They make money. They're a good money-making machine as a company. But their sales have been kind of flat for the last couple of years. In other words, they don't have a lot of sales growth. Well, when you're a $43 billion company, it's hard to get sales growth, and they're in a pretty competitive area. So um, they pay a, currently they pay 2.3% dividend on a $34.31 stock. And they've had a nice run up from the COVID low, which was what, 13 or so, and today they're at 34. So they had a pretty decent run. I would probably, since they don't have a lot of growth, I don't, I don't mind owning a company that does not have a lot of growth. But it has to have something for it other than, you know, just pays a, a decent dividend. It has to pay a great dividend if there's no growth. And it pays just a decent dividend. And I think I think it's at its value. I think that's, you know, it's, it's kind of pricey, actually, on the earnings. So I, I would not necessarily hold on to this stock. I mean, you can hold on to some of it, but I would at least sell half. And, and, buy, and find some other better companies that have better growth prospects. So that's what I would suggest, Sarah. Okay? Thank, Thank you for the call. You. Appreciate it. This is Invest Talk. Justin and I thank you for listening to the to listening and downloading us. We, you know, our podcast. We really do appreciate, it. and we would like to tell your friends and family. We think it's a good show, but you are the one to decide, not me. You know, so and if you suggest changes, we we will. We're not opposed to change it and make the show more valuable to you. We'll do that. So you can give us any of your ideas. But thank you for the calls. And here's a call that came in early: eight 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 ninety nine chart. Hey, Steve, Justin, this is uh, Sam calling in from sunny Venice, California, holding uh, about uh, 8% of my portfolio in Starbucks. I don't know, 32% for me. 
And just curious to know what you guys thought about it. The PE ratio seems awfully high. I think last I checked, it was about 115 bucks a share. I don't know if you guys see any more upward movement, or uh, should I, uh, you know, take my uh, take my gains? Thank you guys for everything you do. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Take care. Bye. Okay, Starbucks Coffee uh, Corporation (SBUX) operates three thirty-two thousand six hundred sixty coffee shops worldwide, eighteen thousand plus uh, in. Uh, Offering beverages, food items, whole brand coffees, that kind of stuff. You know, everybody knows Starbucks. And you're right. It's really kind of pricey at this point. It's $115 a share. Uh, that's the highest it's ever been. And if you compare, and that would be okay, but the PE is also as high as it's ever been, about 120 So, And at the same time, in the last four quarters, you know, okay, you can know that the sales fell hard in COVID, right? But they're still shrinking, even this most recent quarter, last December. So I'm sure they'll get back on the growth path. But even before that, they're only growing in the low single, I mean, the high single digits, 7, 8, 9%. Because they're so big. Not bad. It's just a, state of, a statement of facts. And they only pay a 1.5% dividend. So... I think you take some off the table. I don't know if you get out of it completely, you know, but I certainly would take some off the table because it's really pricey at this point. So I would put some of that money in my pocket. I really would. Because, you know, you don't want to be 8% of your portfolio with, with very little growth prospects at this point. Okay? 2021 is pretty much, what, a quarter through, and here we are, middle, more than middle, halfway through April, so time's going by pretty fast. I can't believe how fast time goes by. And we want to thank you, as I said. We really do want to thank you for listening to Talk. And just real quick about our company, KPP Financial. You know, one thing we do um, on that most money managers, registered investment advisors do not do, is I buy the same stocks for myself as I do for my clients. We call it parallel investing. So my performance matches my clients. If I have bad performance, my clients have bad performance, and we're all very unhappy. That's why we, Justin and I and the rest of the crew, we work pretty hard to make sure we not only grow the money, but also preserve, preserve the money in the downturns. We get, you're going to get a downturn. You know, we're going to get a, a decent corrections coming up. I can't tell you exactly when because I don't have a crystal ball. But that's what we do. We ride along with our clients. We take the same risks as our clients take. So I will always do that. So if you want us to take a look at your portfolio, we'll be happy to take a look. You don't have to become a client for us to take a look at your portfolio. But that usually is the first step most money managers want to take. Take a look at your holdings to see what you're doing. Okay, and see what also tells them how much asset you have. I mean, there's no secret here. Um, and whether they can help you or not. Well, we will help you regardless what assets you have. But this is, you know, this is how we get new clients, but we will help anybody. We want to help people. We want to help you. So give us a call or send us an email. We'll be happy to talk to you. Next up, we have a question from Georgia asking about fractional shares. I think we talked about that before. So we'll play that in about a minute. This is Invest Talk. 
made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. You'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP Premium Newsletter subscriber at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk Radio and Podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Call with your questions. 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve and Justin. This is Andy from Georgia, and I love the program. I took your advice. I'm getting off Robinhood, and I'm transferring to my uh, portfolio to the TD America platform. But I have recently discovered they do not do fractional purchases of stock on TD America. But I know Charles Schwab just purchased TD America. So my question, in the future, being that Charles Schwab's taking it over, will we be able to purchase fractional shares? That's my question. I will listen to the podcast for your answer. I never miss a day. Greatly appreciate your advice. Thank you. So Schwab bought TD Ameritrade about a year ago, and they're going to combine operations, and I say within the next year. So it's going to be under Schwab's rules, uh, and if they will do fractional shares, that will happen. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they won't, but I don't know if they will, or, and I don't think they do it now. So if anybody has more information on that, I'd be happy to hear it. But uh, fractional shares, I, I, I frankly think they're here to stay. Um, personally, you know, stocks used to split to keep them low-priced much more now, before 2000 than they do now. Before 2000, stocks splits all the time. They would keep those stocks. For instance, Starbucks went $115. Back in the before 2000, they'd be answering, they'd be announcing a two for one split on that right now. You know, because they don't want to get over 115, they want to keep it lower to attract more more investors. But they don't do that nearly as often as they used to. They don't. I mean, take a look at take a look at all the stocks out there that are over 100 bucks. There's lots of them. I mean, Microsoft 261, Apple uh, 134, Google. Google, uh, 2,326. So fraction of shares help people get into some of these stocks. They can't afford to even buy one on the stock, one share. So I, I think it's here to stay. I would suspect Schwab would do that to stay competitive. I would. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. And thanks for listening also. Okay, um, colleges are getting more and more competitive. COVID is one of the reasons, believe it or not. Everybody, there's a lot more online applications going to competitive colleges than they had before. Some of it is because they're not requiring testing because they don't want you to get together in a large group and take a test in a room, which to me makes no sense. But, but you know, they've seen a huge pickup in applications and some of the competitive colleges, you know, so more applications means there's you're more competition to get in. 
Now, I was very happy to hear my niece got into Berkeley just recently and then was accepted also at UCI, I mean, last week. So, but, you know, she applied for five colleges just in case. You know, she didn't know. So I can see it's pretty darn competitive. So if you have grandkids or kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, just be aware that things are getting much more competitive than they used to be. Okay, games. How many time? Two minutes. Oh, okay. I don't have time. I want to see if I can get to that GameStop point. I brought up at the top of the show before the end of the show. So. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, and always the same, that's help you to achieve financial freedom. And I'll help you. We'll get there. This takes time, effort, patience. So get your questions in, 888-99-CHART. This is Invest Talk. Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Is it delivering the types of gains you want and need to achieve financial freedom? Well, turn up the volume because there are many questions that deserve unbiased answers. And Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your calls live. 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, big fan of the show. Looking to take a position into Kratos Defense and Security Solutions, K-T-O-S. They're trading around 40 times at their P.E. value. It's a little expensive compared to the industry. And just uh, want to know if it's a good time to take a position considering they are a profitable company. Thanks. Yeah, they've made money. They've made money for a number of years. Uh, it's a good, solid company. Uh, it is a $3.3 billion company. The stock is trading at $27.16. Provides weapons systems, testing, command control, communications, computing, public safety, and security. So it's in a really good area. My only hesitation is that we have a, a, a Democratic president and a Democratic House and a split Senate. And all the money that tr Trump spent on defense is going to be cut by the new administration. Not all of it, but it's going to be cut. So therefore, is, are they going to get cut? Is it going to be more difficult for them to make money in the future? That, that's what my only concern is. The company itself is pretty healthy, even though the return on equity is only 6%. How much is, they're going to make 29, 29 cents next year per share. It's a $27 stock. So is that worth that much money? I don't think so. That's too expensive. So I wouldn't take a position in it because it's too expensive. Even though I like the company, I like where it is. They don't have much debt. There's a lot of good things I can say about it. But it's just too expensive for me. K-T-O-S. K-T-O-S. So everybody remembers GameStop and selling short and the stock skyrocketed and, you know, all that hoopla about that. And the meanwhile, GameStop's business model is not very good, right? So there's a lot of pushing of the price of GameStop around. Well, GameStop has recently issued a bunch of shares in the open market and put $551 million in their pocket. Now, that's a smart move to issue more shares because the stock's at $168 a share when the company's probably worth 5 or $10, $20 a share, somewhere way down there. 
because they lose money, going to lose money, lost money last year, this year, next year. Sales are going down between 3 and 25% per quarter. So, you know, and yet it's at $168 a share. Okay, so they've got money. Now, what are they going to do with the money? That's really the key here. Good for them. They produce a lot of cash. That's great because they need to do something. They need to change their business model. they got to change something to ensure their longevity. And maybe that money can do that. Maybe they can buy something. Or maybe for R&D. You know, I, I don't have any information that they're spending any money on R&D. So what are they going to do with the money? Okay? They're probably going to get into e-commerce much more heavily. They're probably going to push because their stores are, you know, they don't need their stores. They need a solution, an online solution to their sales. That's what they need. So hopefully that's where they're going. Anyway, I thought that was an interesting point. Companies produce money in many ways. One is to issue more shares. Some of it is to borrow from a bank. Others is to issue bonds. That's how they, that's how they produce money. And they produce money because they want to grow faster or purchase something. Now, some companies just do that just to give a paid out in the dividend, and that is a stupid reason to do it. Why would they borrow money or issue more shares just to pay it back to the shareholders in the form of a dividend? You put the company in debt, you you diluted the current shareholders. Why would you do that just to pay a dividend? That makes no sense. He said, doesn't make any sense to me. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program, everybody. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family, remember, if you would, about our show, our podcast. We post a new program podcast right after the live streaming podcast uh, at between 4 and 5. So we're finishing up at 5. Give us 10 minutes or so so Jorge can get that posted. He'll do that. He's pretty good. So get your, you can get your free downloads iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, InvestTalk.com. And we would like you to review and rate us. Independent thinking, share success. This is InvestTalk. Good night, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein, chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 888-99-CHART.